Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Gallant Few podcast as we run through the reaction of the Europa League draw, not just for Rangers but for all the British clubs. And I've got a few special guests joining me. First of all, the listeners will know from the Gallant Few's Premier League show, representing the Liverpool fans. Jamie, how are you? I'm all good, buddy. Thank you very much. Um, glad with the draw. I'm happy to kind of talk about it and get, it, get a bit of perspective put onto it. Yeah. Also joining us from the Albion Obsessed podcast, it's Dagan. How are you? Hey, Colin. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, tough, tough, tough draw for us, but yeah, you have to play those tough teams eventually. So I'm, I'm just living in the moment and glad we're still in it. That's the thing. If you want to get to Dublin, you need to beat everybody in it. So you may as well get the hard teams out of the way first. Um, but also joining us, making up the quartet, it's James Jones from We Are West Ham podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Colin. Um, a bit of deja vu for, for West Ham, given that we played Freiburg in the group stage. So a little bit boring for us, I think. I was hoping for either an easy draw or an easier draw or a big team, and we got neither. So, yeah. yeah, proper, you know, there's no no winning there. You know, you don't get the glamour tie and you don't get the... If you get, if you get put out, then... You know, it's not as if empty's driven your bike because it's not AC Milan. I've done it if you go through, then it's like, ah, uh, you don't get the podits. But um, so just to recap the draw for, for all the listeners so Rangers were drawn to Benfica, uh, Brighton are drawn against Roma, Liverpool against Sparta Prague, and West Ham against Freiburg. So, um, yeah, we'll kick off with, with you, James. Um, West Ham. So should say that all fixtures are 
Uh, the British clubs will be at home first because they won their group, and uh, no, they'll be away first. Sorry, and they'll play the second leg um, at home. So, Freiburg, the mid, you know, kind of what are they six in the German league? A wee bit lower, eighth maybe. Yeah. Um, how do you see West West Ham coping in this tie? Well, when we drew them in the group stage, we, we looked at them as being, right, that's probably going to be our toughest toughest team in the group. We also had Olympiakos in there, which was also tough, and we did lose to them away. Um, but we, we beat Fibo twice, both times in the group. Um, the away win, I, I saw as probably our biggest result in that period of the competition, um, given you know how well they have been doing in the Bundesliga and how well we were doing in the Premier League. Um but so much has changed since then, particularly on our side, where you know we're still without a win in 2024. We ended 2023 of back of beating Man United and Arsenal, we beat Tottenham in December as well. And we thought this is shaping up to be a really good, strong season for us. And the t- since the turn of the year, we've just been absolutely woeful. So now going into to this two legs against Freiburg, going, yeah, okay, we've beaten them twice, but it's actually a bit of a <laughs> much more difficult draw for us now, given former in. Um, so yeah, and it's just, for me, it's just a little bit of a meh draw because we know we can beat them. We've proven it, but it's just concerns about the former in. I think at the moment. Jamie, we spoke about West Ham at length over the last few weeks or throughout the um, Premier League show. Um, what's your thoughts on, on for your point of view? I think James makes a really good point around the form. No, then if this was maybe before the year, then you'd be you'd be buzzing um, for West Ham to get this draw. I, I think the more potent question, this is not to sidetrack it, is will David Moyes be in charge for it? Because that I think will have an actual impact on whether or not you know we let's just say the next two games don't go well. You, you're ultimately going to end up with a new manager. You could have that new bounce back from the manager. It could also be the nail in the coffin for him because, as you said, you've you've beaten them in the in the league so you there's a degree of expectation there that you should get past them again and if you don't that then heaps more pressure on it um freiburg probably one of the better teams to get in the draw you'd see some of the other ones you've got benfica you've got roma you know freiburg are not exactly flying in the league but at the same time they do come with a degree of um danger um but i i yeah, sorry to say it, but I think the question is probably more about who's in charge and what kind of direction they're going in at that point. And I think you probably alluded to that at some stage when you're talking about when you did play them to where, how you're playing now. There's probably two different styles or two different teams, if you like. Yeah, it is definitely two different teams. We have obviously, you know, um, well, we didn't really buy anyone in Jeremy Pop and Calvin Phillips, and that's turned out to be a bit of a nightmare. Um, so, um, but... Um, we are hearing that David Moyes will see out the season. Whether he goes beyond that is a different matter, but he's got to turn it around. I mean, I think from a, from a fan's perspective, the most important thing between now and May is the league form. Yes, we want to do well in Europe, which we did so well last year and the year before the Europa League semi-finals. Um, so, but at the end of the day, we want, to, we want this again next year. We want to be in the Europa League draw next year, or at least the Conference League draw. And at this at this rate, it's not going to happen. And you know, we're on our longest run in European competition in the club's history, three consecutive years. We want more. We've we've had a taste of it. We love it. We've lifted a bit of silverware. The fans love going away from home. It's a great experience, and um, that's what the fans want. I mean, if he doesn't turn it around, 
then he might not make the, make the end of the season. But we're hearing that the club are just going to stick by him and let his, let his contract go, um, sort of run out. But I don't know. I'm beginning to think that if we want to, if we want to, uh, 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 I think they, they used on soccer years ago the, the term bounce back ability. I think at the moment, bounce back ability is only possible if he goes and we get someone in, even if it's just a short term appointment just to get us through to the end of the season. Dagan, any other thoughts other than what the gents have said on the West Ham draw? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I if I'm a West Ham fan, I'm, I'm thrilled with the draw, I think, uh, just because it is a team that you at least know, in theory, you can beat. I, I understand the recent form, um, but West, West Ham's got a quality team. They made some great additions in the summer. Uh, the Phillips early returns are not great, admittedly, but the, the Kudus-Alvarez uh, duo in particular um, you know, you thought you'd lose Rice and you'd really be losing something, but those guys, you know, have have made up for him and more. And their league position is far better than it was, uh, you know, this time last year. They did they did sneak into Europe um, by virtue of a win, but it wasn't it wasn't their league form that did it. So Moyes, you know, overall so far is looking like this year is much better than last. So it's really interesting to me that <laughs> that West Ham fans are sort of get him out because uh, he could you know very well run them through this cup and win the whole thing. And be in Champions League next week. Can I can I just clear it out though? Can I clear oh, it sure. out? Because I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot of neutrals go, what West Ham fans moaning about? Look, you just want a trophy, you know, you're giving yep. the top half of the table. So many people are going, how can you not want David Moyes in charge? He's he's been brilliant. And he's he's made miracles happen at West Ham. There's no doubt in that. And West Ham fans generally, the majority of them, respect him and always love him for what he's achieved in the four years since he came back to the club. Beyond their wildest dreams, it has been a fairy tale. Um, but the big, big issue is the fact he spent a lot of money um, and the style of play is the big, big issue. Um, initially, when that style of play was getting results, even early on this season, you know, we, we finally beat Brighton after trying for God knows how many years. Um, and it was like, OK, we, we can put up with this, you know, conservative, counter-attacking, let the other team have the ball-style football because it's getting results, even if it does mean having to rely on last-minute winners at Burnley and at home tonight in the Forest. Okay, well, it is a results business at the end of the day. We'll put up with it. But it's no longer getting results and he's not changing things in order to try and get those results. It's the same tactics every week. It's players playing out of position. It's over-reliant on, over-reliance on players that aren't in great form, um, trying to crowbar players into the squad. And it's just not working anymore. And the fans are like, well, th- th- we felt like this was coming. It was only going to last for so long. It's now coming to an end. Uh, and unless he turns it around, then fine. But the, the feeling amongst the fan base is, we think he's taken us as far as he can. And he, he will always be loved at West Ham for where he's taken us. Don't forget, he took, he took over when we were one point above the relegation zone. Yeah. And we were on the verge of going down since then. Two top seven finishes, a Europa League semi-final, European silverware in the Conference League. And at the moment, we're still in the race for a top seven finish this year. Not complaining about that. It's the style of football, and that's got to change. Sticking with yourself, Dagan, then let's move on to Brighton. Uh, I feel quite sorry for Brighton navigating through the group of death, as you said, before the, before the pod, and then getting one of the big boys in Roma. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, that was not one of the one of the names I wanted to see come out of the hat, but it's one of the names I sort of expected. They, you know, obviously they're tough. They're battle tested in these cups. Um, they they're formidable at home. I think the only two league losses this year are to the two Milan clubs. 
in in the league, despite the fact that their their overall record isn't great. So that sets up for a really tough first matchup, you know, away from home, first time advancing to the stage. And you know, our initial efforts in Europe, we we did not look great our first time out uh, at Marseille. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what we do on the road in this level. I'd, I'd be happy to go there and get a draw and come back home and, and try to win the thing. Uh, that, that's sort of the, the scenario I guess you hope for in, in these situations. A, a new world to us doing it, you know, across the world, but we're, we're excited. And I, I did see a lot of fans that felt like Roma as a place to go, right. For the, the away day experience was, was at the top of their list. So I'm sure those folks are happy. I was rooting for, uh, you know, going to Azerbaijan because I wasn't going to make that trip either way from the States. So I just wanted the easiest possible matchup. Uh, all due respect. Yeah. And I, and I don't blame people for, I mean, Rangers, a lot of Rangers fans are the same. They'll have the bucket list of stadiums. Um, and regardless of what that means for Rangers chances of going through, they will just pray for the, you know, the big guns um, to come out. So it's part and parcel of being a football fan. Isn't it? The other thing I would add is, you know, tactically, uh, their personnel, you know, worries me. Dybala is a monster if he's fit. Um, Lukaku, we we often struggle with sort of big physical strikers, and there's probably no bigger, more physical striker than Lukaku. So those are things that have me worried just sort of right out of the gate uh, going into the matchup. So, yeah, I couldn't help but add that. Jamie, um, I know you're a big Serie A fan. Um <laughs> I love Lukaku's first touch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your thoughts on Brighton's chances of going through? Do you know what? I think Brighton's a weird one because if you take Brighton going into the tournament, they were very naive. I think they conceded something like five goals in the first two games. Um, I think they're opening seven games of the season. I think they they were involved in something like five games had finished at like three, four goals in them. However, the last three games in the Europa League, they've kept clean sheets, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I, if I think that's right. Two against Ajax and one against Marseille. So they, they kind of seem to have turned the corner with it. But now they've got injuries. They've got things, you know, Xiao Pedro, for example, potentially going to be missing. They've only just got a drinker back, um, you know, from the AFCON, who's, who did well last week. But they, 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 these little pockets of players that they kind of need to make sure are consistent. I actually fancy Brighton over two legs to get through it, mainly because they've got the away leg first. And you can say the same about a lot of the European, the, the British team, sorry. I think they might be naive over there where they might get a 1-0 loss, for example. But at Brighton, I think anything can happen. Um, and Italians aren't notoriously well travellers when it comes to coming to England. So I think Brighton will do well. I think Brighton will, It's definitely going to have goals in the second leg. That's probably, what, that's probably the one I would call out. James, I think James made a really good point. If uh, you're a gambling man, I'm putting um, over two and a half goals on at least. Um, I do fancy, I do fancy Brighton to get a couple of goals over this tie. What's your thoughts on on this fixture? I think, I think if you look at it on paper, it's a, it's a difficult draw. But um, and just talking from experiences at West Ham, the last time we were in the Europa League, and you know we had to get past Sevilla at this stage. You know, a team that. You might as well rename the Europa League the Sevilla Trophy because they just love winning it. When we drew them, it was like, well, that's us out because they're going to probably go in and win it. And we beat them over two legs. We lost the first leg away from home 1-0 and then won the second second leg 2-0. Um, so a big draw doesn't mean to say that you're definitely going to go out. Um, and, you know, it, for me, it's, yes, the injuries. Um, I think it's going to be, be an issue. Um, but it's with Brighton still fighting for top six in the Premier League, 
how's how are the priorities going to be juggled? Obviously, you want to go as far as you want to possibly go in in the Europa League, but with such a difficult draw and with an opportunity to qualify again for next year, you know, is that pressure of basically competing on two very very important fronts? You know, how is Bright going to deal with that, particularly given it's Bright's first year dealing with this type of pressure playing playing in Europe? Um, but I think I think you're right. Over two legs, hundred percent doable. And Jamie's right. I think the Italians don't don't travel well historically. So bring it back to the MX and and get a result. So let's come to. I'm pretty sure they're still the favourites for the the tournament. I don't think that's unfair to say. Jamie, Liverpool drawn to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I've actually Slavia just Prague. lost that there. Slavia, Slavia Prague, Prague, sorry. <laughs> aye, it absolutely escaped me there. Um, Sparta Prague, sorry, not Slavia Prague. Sparta Prague, Sparta Prague aye. Yeah. <laughs> Slavia Prague are the bad guys. Sparta Prague are the ones that Rangers beat all the time. Um, probably, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be the commentator's curse here, but that's a comfortable job for Liverpool, surely. I think if you take it in isolation, it's one of the better draws for from a Liverpool perspective. However, my, my Liverpool has been completely dissuaded. I'm still I'm still not settled for the Klopp thing. And there's this, obviously this narrative about how this season's going to pan out. Um, I, I'm still dealing with mourning. You know, I, what trophies we win is probably more of a conversation as opposed to the Europa League on its own. However, it is the one that has escaped him. You know, we lost the, the final to Sevilla. Um, I think it was in Klopp's second season. Um so it is the one that has escaped him from a Liverpool point of view. Um, so it would be a bit of a, a bit of a cherry on the cake, especially with it being over in Dublin. But there's so many good teams still in there. Um, and if you look at Liverpool's season so far within the Europa League, it's actually been pretty poor from usual standards. Um, we've conceded seven goals already, which is kind of unheard of in a normal Liverpool European, you know, set of fixtures. But you know, we've had surprising losses to Toulouse and Union St. Holland. You're talking about Liverpool losing, you'd expect expected to be the bigger teams within the group. And you're talking about Toulouse, who are, I think they're about 17th in the French League at the moment. So it has been a bit of a sketchy one for us. Um, there's still obviously the injuries. You know, the injuries are crippling at the moment and how are we going to rotate that? Um, I do fancy us to go through. My one concern, and again, this is me looking right off topic, the Europa League is on the 7th of March and the 14th of March, but not on the 10th of March is Liverpool v City at home, which, do you know what I mean? I think it's going to play a massive factor, whether it's squad rotation, who's availability, where we are in the league at that point. I think it's, it's 
it's going to be an absolute cauldron for whichever way we try and do it. Um, so we can only beat what's in front of us. We can only try and do what's in front of us. I am confident that we'll get through this tie, but at what cost, you know, do we bring somebody back too early that ends up end up being injured and misses out for the remainder of the season? There's a there's a little inkling in me though that does say that poetry in motion would be Klopp versus Alonso in the final <laughs> with the, everything that's going on. And I know that's probably pie in the sky, but you know, um, we we don't like to win things the easy way, Liverpool. We always do things the hard way. Um, so. Uh, I do expect us to get five prizes. We played them last in 2011, um, and that wasn't an easy win. We actually won 1-0 over the two legs, Dirt Kite with a winner. It was 0-0 out there and 1-0 at home. I wouldn't be surprised if it was very something, something very, very similar, like a Curtis Jones winner or something, just because we're on a shoestring of pay, uh, available players. Not to put a dampener on the tournament, but that's just where we're at at the moment, the Liverpool fans, unfortunately. Dagan... I take Jamie's point about, you know, Liverpool being navigating that Man City game, but I do even think with a better squad rotation, Liverpool still got to be far too far too strong for, for Sparta Prague. Yeah, I mean I would I would tend to agree. The the number of guys who can produce goal scoring chances, you know, even deep into their midfield, they just they just have so much talent. They're, they come in waves. And given the number of, you know, players they had out this weekend, uh they 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 looked, you know, maybe a little more vulnerable, but not a whole lot. Uh, just, just so many weapons, so many options. And, uh, our guy McAllister, uh, came, came through in a big way, uh, in their most recent game with a couple of assists when they needed them. And, uh, yeah, I was taking note of that. You know, we've got, we've got SEMA with, <laughs> with Rangers. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of former Brighton players to pull for in the, in the tournament. Or currently. You know. Yep. James, um, any any disagreements? You really throw a span on the box and put money on Sparta to progress. Uh, I mean, I I would love no no disrespect, Jamie, but I would love Sparta to progress purely because it means that because I, I know what will happen. West Ham will get through against Freiburg, will draw Liverpool in in, in the quarterfinals, and then lose something like eleven 0 on aggregate. And all 11 of those goals will come at Anfield because our record at Anfield is terrible. So I can see that coming, uh, but. I think ever since the the cop news, I've I've just felt like it's written the stars that that he goes out on a big high. Um, if it wasn't for the injuries um, recently, I would have said Liverpool are going to win the lot between now and the end of the season because it's like it's the way it's supposed to happen with Klopp leaving. Now I'm questioning whether is he going to go all out for the Premier League and kind of you mentioned that city city game in between the the two legs is there going to have to be a, a case of sacrificing one for the other and he's going to want the Premier League more than the Europa League um, but I think even with even with those injuries there's enough to get get through against Sparta it's whether later on in the competition whether there is going to be a conflict of interest in terms of you've got to sacrifice one or the other otherwise he's going to end up with nothing um, but I think there's silverware for Liverpool one way or the other between the end of the season because um, Klopp's leaving and that's the only right thing to happen for him to leave on a high like that, I think. So, we spoke about the three English teams, but let's move away from the Farmers League, which is the Premier League, and move north of the border, Rangers. Um, I'll kick us off. Uh, in one hand, because oh, they're having a really good season domestically. Um, they're, they're not a side to be sniffed at. Um, a decent, decent side, but Rangers have a good track record. Um, 
against Portuguese teams, I, I do even think um, if we beat ben, Benfica this time, we own Portugal officially. Um, I... <clears throat> I'm kind of similar to what Jamie was saying in terms of the, just how many games Rangers need to manage. And it's not we've got any particular difficult fixtures. Um, Hibs away, we've got Motherwell away the week before. It's just Rangers out of the bare bones. Um, Jamie, I'll let you come in on this. Like, I think I've, I've got a chance of playing up front for Rangers the way it's grown. Mm-hmm. We're just injury-ridden. Um, I think this... I, I don't know. I think we will get a decent result at Ibrox, but I just don't know how the away leg goes. If you would have asked this two months ago, I would have given you an different answer. The, the, the difference is, is that Rangers are on a different projection right now. You know, they've just recently got to the top of the league. They're managing the games far better. Clement looks to be getting more organisation out of the team. You can easily go over there and get yourself a draw, not not to play for a draw, but you can come away with a draw from a Benfica. As you said, they, they, they do have goal scorers, but you're talking about potential. I'm, I mean, how old's Di Maria? They've still got Otamendi at centre-back. They do have well-seasoned players. I think Rangers can potentially come through that, but it'll be, again, kind of like Brighton. It's, it's about the home leg. If you, know, you come home and you turn Ibrox into the cauldron that it can be, and I go back to your, your Dortmund game, your Leverkusen game a few seasons ago, not even Liverpool would have wanted to have played in that kind of atmosphere because of the way he's were. You just still have a fair few of those players kicking around, so it's not like it's not where it is. It's just more about the projection that you started the season under Michael Beale and his tactics and where you are now. And Clements obviously getting a song and a tune out to these guys. They're well, they're definitely more drilled, and that's an independent view on a Rangers team. They're definitely more drilled. But as you said, goals. I mean. Fabio Silva's come in. He's not let the place up, but what he's allowing doing is it's allowing Dessas to come in off the bench and make an impact to the game, which has happened in the last couple of games. He didn't have those options before, but they probably do need to get Seema back because he was, uh, I think he got a couple of goals before he went off injured, didn't he? Um, yeah. So I think I think Rangers have it in them to get past this tie, um, but it is one of the more glitziest ties. Dagan, I think... Um... From a Rangers point of view, the discipline will need to be there for the, the away leg. And I look at players who you've no fear down south. Tom Lawrence, John Lundstrom, uh, Todd Camwell are all really coming into form. They've all been bit part for different reasons, but you know, add Diamond into that. So we've got the you know, we've got the tools to be disciplined. Um, and as Jamie says, we're on the upward trajectory, but I think Rangers do need to be on their game. Um you know, to go and get something there. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want to downplay the chances, but we we can't go there with a six or a seven out of ten performance and expect to be in the tie in the in the return leg. Yeah, what what is Seema's prognosis? Is he out for extended time, or is he could he? Be um, I think it's closer to the end of April, May. That um, he's looking out. Um, that was the initial prognosis. He's been spotted in a few pictures around the training ground. I don't know if that's just teasing us, but I hope it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, he's he's such a weapon, right? That 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 pace is you know not rivaled by many around the world. So his absence, I think, is you know maybe leaves something in attack that that's hard to replace. Uh, I know I'm, I'm not supposed to say this, perhaps, but if I were if I were laying a bet down, it would be on Benfica in the tie. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do it uh, without some doubt. So, uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. But Benfica's they're tough. 
they're tough. Although, candidly, I don't know their their injury situation, right? We we know our own club's injury situations, and we're like, oh, we only had these guys. Uh, but then you hear from another club, and you're like, no, actually, we're missing a ton of guys too. So I, they may be in just a dire straits as as you guys are. James, um, again, tell what you come in in Rangers. Um, the issue with Rangers have been that unpredictable. We've had the highs of the highs of Dortmund um, in the last couple of years, and you know, then the lows of last season Champions League. But even this season, um, we <laughs> we went to we went to Betis, and you know, deservedly won. But before that, we we failed to beat Aris Limassol. So it's you don't know what Rangers you're going to get in Europe. Yeah, I know that feels like um, West Ham very similar. Uh, I, I think I think this this type for for Rangers is very similar to to Brighton's and Roma in that I think it all rests on what happens in that first leg. If you even if you lose one nil, you got a huge chance to take it back to Ibrox and get a, get a result. Um, you know, avoid defeat, and uh, I think you go through. Um, but even if you lose 1-0, there's a, there's a huge opportunity. I think it's going to be the same for, for both of those clubs. Um, but yeah, injuries are, are an issue. But you know, like we said right at the very beginning, you know, you've got to beat these teams in order to, to to have an opportunity to get into Dublin. And, you know, there's always an opportunity. You know, two, two-legged affairs, always a chance. And I, I love the fact, I love it when you're at home in the second leg because it's it's a big, it's, it's a huge advantage, I think. So, um Although, looking at on paper, I would probably go Benfica. Whatever happens in that first leg will, will dictate it, I think. Yeah. Uh, again, like, as Jimmy says, the power of Ibrox is it's a wonderful thing, but we need to make sure we're, we're still in the game uh, for that to take effect. But, well, that brings us to the close of the pod. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, let us know what you think in the comments of all the chances of the, the British teams. Um, I'm going to quickly go around the guests, ask them for a goodbye. Well, the listeners can find you, and I'm going to put you on the spot. How far will your team go in the tournament? Jamie, kick us off. Oh, I knew you were going to start with me. Now I'm going to look a pompous twat if I say we win it. And... That's why I started, Matthew. That's why I started. <laughs> so um, I'm resident um, on the Premier League show for the Gallant Few po- uh, Rangers podcast. So um, I help out once a week. Um, uh, I love talking all sorts of football and, and Colin will test to that. In terms, of the, in terms of the tournament, I definitely see us making the semi-finals. And I'm saying that because there's actually still some really good teams in there and the draws. Like, I'd hate to see it. I think a final would be wasted on, like, a, a, sorry, a, a semi-final would be wasted on, like, an AC Milan-Liverpool or a Leverkusen-Liverpool. I think these these kind of teams are destined for the final. So I'm going to say, I'm playing it safe and say we get to the semi-final, but we win the Premier League instead. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Uh, Dagan, thank you very much for coming on um, again, where can the listeners find you and how far will Brighton go? Uh, thanks again, Colin, for having me and uh, enjoy hearing from, from the whole group, uh, Jamie and James uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter mostly at the handle uh, that's there, BHA Fan USA and you can hear me on Albion Obsessed uh, regularly and yeah, I enjoy it uh, occasionally make appearances all over the place uh, like this, which is, is a blast uh, to learn from from others. I'm fairly fairly new uh, following the club and following the game, and so I've just been diving in headlong and uh, loving every minute of it. Fell in love with the sport because my daughter uh, started playing travel, and I was like, I need to learn this. I was a basketball coach and a tennis coach for my whole life and uh, dedicated to those sports and stepped away from coaching, and now I'm spending my sports brain learning about, about this game. Um, what I will say, and – 
I'm biased, but I've been the Brighton cheerleader since I came on board. I fell in love with Brighton because of Tony Bloom, and I felt like we were building a sustainable pattern of success. I didn't want to pick one of the big six clubs when I when I picked the club, and uh, the trajectory has been up, up, up. I think we're going to advance through this round. It could come down to the the next draw. Liverpool is the team, the only team I'm I'm a little afraid of the matchup, but we fared well against Liverpool. So. If, if you told me Brighton wins this whole thing, I would not be even a little bit surprised. And I, I think, you know, it's our first time. We don't know any better. We just might surprise folks. So I'm going to say Brighton win this tournament. And because I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah, I'm going to tap the believe sign. I'll be Ted Lasso, true to form. Yeah, and I've just timestamped that so I can clip it at the end of the season. Uh, oh, my joke. Thanks for coming on. And last but not least, James, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, we couldn't. Uh, I'm James on the We Are West Ham podcast, Twitter. We are We Are underscore West Ham, and we're on YouTube as well. Once a week uh, at the moment, normally quite a positive discussion about West Ham. Uh, at the moment, it's a weekly moan about David Moyes' style of football. So if that's your sort of thing, definitely tune in. Um, in terms of who, how far West Ham are going to go, um, I think we'll get through this one. Um, but it all rests on if, if we avoid Liverpool, um, we've got a chance of going all the way to the final um, before we lose to Liverpool, inevitably. Um, but I'm, I think we'll get through this. We've got for some reason we turn up in Europe, um, semi-finals of the Europa League, winning the Conference League last year. I think we're, despite the Premier League form, on the verge of another uh, very, very fun European adventure. Um, I hope anyway, because if we don't qualify for Europe again this year, this could be the last time for many, many years. So we're going to enjoy it for as long as it lasts. I'll finish this off then. Um, I should say disclaimer. After the Betis game, I booked my flights for Dublin. So I'm going <laughs> regardless of what happens. Um, but realistically, I think, um, I do think Rangers will get through. I don't think we've got the legs in as all the squad depth to get past the quarterfinals. Um, as Jimmy said, there's a lot of big, big teams in there, a lot of decent teams. Um, I think quarterfinals may be our limit, but I do fancy us to um, beat Benfica and, as I said, put Portugal in the trophy cabinet. Um, so, again, let us know what you think, folks, and thank you very much for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.